Tonight, we discuss the controversial 2016 film The Forest, where we follow Natalie Dormer on her search for Natalie Dormer into the Japanese forest Aokigahara, commonly known as the Suicide Forest. Join us on Scarcely Scary. Welcome back to Welcome Scarcely back. Scary. My name is Emily. I'm Joshua. I don't know why I'm being so weird. That's all right. Hello. Hello and welcome. We have a good episode for you this week. Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> uh, this week we did The Forest, finally. Yeah, we were supposed to do The Forest after we did Headcount, and then we went on that long hiatus, and we forgot that we were supposed to do The Forest, but now we're back. We're doing The Forest. It's happening. This movie fell short. It was hard to get through. Weird. If you're not, if you're new to this podcast, we watch modern day horror films and try to find one that's actually scary because I think we can all agree movies today aren't scary anymore. Not really. You never have nightmares over it. Maybe it's because we're adults and maybe it's because movies just suck. That's why we're figuring it out. Yeah, I'll watch some old movies though like nightmare on elm street or something and they'll still freak me out mm-hmm. to the point where i at least want to check my house make sure everything's locked down before i go to bed yeah so like, i guess it, i mean a little spook in me but like this movie i'm gonna forget no, that i watched it this movie isn't gonna do shit for me in terms of being like it's not gonna keep me up at night afraid no i'm no. not even gonna think about this movie and like right when we're done with the review yeah probably like just a few minutes when we're done yeah, I'm gonna forget. I'm gonna forget everything about it. it. Um, so before we get into it, we want to let you know that we're not horror buffs. No, we don't know anything about like what it means to actually be like a good horror movie. Yeah, this is the heads up. We don't know shit already, so that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the other thing is, is that we're gonna spoil this movie for you. So if you actually wanted to watch The Forest with Natalie Dormer, and now you're like, wait, I don't want it to be spoiled. Turn this off because we're telling everything. Yeah, we're gonna twists wreck and it. turns and whatever. We're spoil it, but if you don't want to waste your time with the film, just go ahead and listen to us because we're gonna ruin it, and it's probably gonna be more entertaining listening to us than actually watching this movie. Right <laughs> yeah, that's saying a lot too. <laughs> if you don't want to have a movie spoiled for you, but you do want to listen to the podcast, you can watch the movie along with us. We'll tell you at the end of this episode what we're watching next week. And it's usually on Netflix if you have it, so yeah. you can watch it before you listen. Uh, but with that being said, let's start the movie. I want to get this over with. All right. The Forest, 2016 film. Um, I think it's PG-13. There's nothing crazy about it. It might as well be G. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend your kids watching no, it. Still... No, 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 no. No, that was a joke. Yeah. So this movie is directed by Jason Zada. Zada? Jason Zeta-Jones? No, just Jason Zada. I don't know. <laughs> uh, the cast is obviously Natalie Dormer. Aeon Makin? It's E-O-I-N. So, I don't know how that's pronounced. I'm going to say it's Aeon. Aeon. Maybe it's Eon. Eon Mackin. Uh, and then I wasn't able to find anybody who is in, like, made a cameo from older movies, but this movie does have quite a few um, Japanese actors who are actually famous Japanese actors. You know, people know of them. 
Uh, the budget for this movie was $10 million, which seems like too much yeah. for what this movie went through. But in the box office, it did earn back twice that. Three times that. Three times that? I saw $37.6 million box office. Really? Yes. Wow, I saw like $24 million box office. Uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe it Maybe, maybe that was worldwide and American. That's very possible, yeah. Worldwide, is that's probably more accurate. Uh, Runtime, 93 minutes. And I've got some, I've got, I've got some fun facts for you. I'd say that's ninety-three minutes too long. <laughs> yeah, this movie probably <laughs> should have never happened, and I'm going to uh, explain why here in a second. Before I get into it, though, if you don't know, um, the Suicide Forest in Japan, Aokigahara, is a forest where people supposedly, well, they do, uh, people go yeah. to commit suicide. Um, and it's very, it's a very spiritual location. Uh, the Japanese take it very seriously. Um, so right off the bat here, this movie is very controversial. Uh, a lot of people felt like it was, um, trivializing the suicide forest, kind of making it a lot more like how Western horror is. Yeah. Making it like a spooky gimmick, not, yeah, not necessarily spiritual or what it means to the Japanese. Right. Um, And Japan has one of the highest suicide rates in the world. So, yeah, they take it very seriously. Um, And it's kind of not something you want to mess around with. Like uh, that YouTuber kid who went to the forest, uh, Logan Paul. Oh, that piece of trash. Back in 2017 and like filmed the body that they found and like laughed about it and was just a fucking asshole the whole time he was there. Uh, they that's not cool. No. You know, you don't do that shit. Um, not at all. That, that kid's fucking dead. Yeah, and it's it's interesting because Jason Zada, the director, became very interested in the suicide forest and decided to make a movie about it. And he actually traveled to the location and did some, you know, research while he was there. So it's kind of surprising to me that he wouldn't have given it more of a serious take on the movie. Yeah. Instead, he made it kind of gimmicky like joshua said uh they, my other fun fact that i have is that it was filmed in tokyo obviously i mean you can tell a lot of the time yeah. but the filming for the like within the forest was actually filmed in serbia because you're not allowed to film inside aokigahara oh that's cool i didn't know that yeah aokigahara is like they say like the roots look like tentacles and that the trees are like kind of like eerie looking and they i mean they pulled it off in the movie very well so yeah it is also known as jukai or jukai jukai the, the sea of trees mm, oh they, that makes it's sense known to locals by that so with that being all said and done joshua i believe you have some rotten tomatoes to read us yes i do first off 107 critics reviewed it they gave 10 percent the audience reviews, there were 14,606 people who rated Holy this film. Holy crap. A lot of ratings, a lot of Holy sh- crap. just bad reviews. That's a um, lot. They gave it a 22%. Okay. Because they think Natalie Dormer's hot. Yeah, the ones who, it was hard going through the reviews because everyone was like, oh wow, this movie was terrible. The only thing that made it worth watching was Natalie Dormer. And it's like, her acting okay. sucks, but she was hot, so it Natalie, was okay. I never realized, because I liked her in Game of Thrones, I never realized how bad of an actress she actually is. She's uh, very she, bad. She wasn't very good, and there were times where her accent was coming through, because she tries to do an American accent, 
Oh, that's right. She's British, huh? She's British. Yeah, and I forgot. You could hear sometimes it was coming through, and she'd like be stretching her mouth to make the mm. American accent, like she was doing too much work to sound. Yeah. American. I bet so, if they just, I bet if they made it so that she was British and traveled, she would have done a lot better. Yeah, they should have just made her British. Yeah. What's the point of making her? Amer- There's no point. The American subplot has nothing to do with the film. Yeah, straight up. Just make her comfortable in her position, I'd say. Other than maybe to, like, reference the <laughs> fact that she's, like, headstrong and stubborn and kind of an asshole the whole time. But yeah, uh, that's not really a solo American thing. I don't know. I feel like there's assholes all over the world. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. I'm ignorant. Yeah, we're ignorant Americans, but whatever. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's it's right. actually probably so, true, though. I would like to give a couple of reviews. So I have, this time, four reviews. Okay, okay. Because I usually do three, but yeah. the fourth one I wanted to add on just because it was funny to me, and it's very short. Okay. So I'm going to start with the four-star review. Usually I'd also do a five-star review. Those were like the people, oh, she was so hot. Or nah. like all that. people who just rated it because they like Natalie. Yeah, Dwyer. nothing, nothing to write home about. So, okay. Here's a four star. I really don't understand why the low ratings. Sure, horror movies are getting stale, and the list of ideas for potential new movies is running out of decent plot lines. Mm-hmm. But Natalie Dormer plays a fantastic role in the forest. The film not only sends shivers up your spine, but it also leaves you second guessing your own guy feelings i'm guessing <laughs> wait what i'm guessing they meant to say <laughs> i'm guessing they meant to say gut feelings oh okay i was like <laughs> did he like the male lead in it yeah, He's like, are you are you questioning your sexuality like, no so, <laughs> no but, okay he meant gut for yeah. sure for sure i would give this movie a full five stars but i believe the ending was done far too abruptly p.s <laughs> Natalie Dormer's way hot. Oh, fuck. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. What was his name? That was actually Allie B. Oh, Allie. Okay. Allie. So I don't know if that's a boy or girl name. Yeah. Um, sure. I would say girl. Maybe. But yeah. who am I to sexualize a name? This review is a two-star by Bob. Such a wasted opportunity. Mm. Great premise, but horrible execution. Imagine being trapped in a dark forest supposedly haunted by the tortured souls of countless thousands of suicide victims mm-hmm. the thought kind of gives you chills right yes it does too bad this movie doesn't even come close to doing the same one or two decent jump scares but that's it mm-hmm. two stars is probably generous but i've seen much worse in this genre that's for sure. <laughs> has he seen over 400 movies in the genre <laughs> <laughs> i've seen over 400 movies flashback that's to... a joke from last episode go back and yeah. listen to terrifier if you haven't that was a great one all right i want to hear I you next bob. bob had a good Yes, but I agree. I agree, Bob. It took me a long time to find a review like that. I wouldn't give you. I wouldn't say that uh, two stars is. I'd say two stars is too much, but that's okay. Yeah. Okay. Nikki gave one and a half stars. This pretty much sucked. Not scary, not suspenseful, not clever, and not worthy of the horror genre. The biggest jump happened when our cat sneezed unexpectedly, <laughs> <laughs> which is I love probably that. true. An excellent review by Andre, one star. Why did you make this movie? That's it. All right. That's it. That's it. Okay. Perfect. Why did you make this movie? Why did you make this movie? So, (laughs) that's it for my Rotten Tomato reviews. So, we talk about how many jump scares there were, how many deaths, and that's on-screen deaths. 
like watching the life leave somebody's body. And we also have a gorometer where we tell you how gory the movie was on a scale of 1 to 100. Yeah, we give it a letter grade based on a percentage. So starting with jump scares, I counted seven jump scares. How many did you count? I counted seven as oh, well. Oh, perfect. I think that's like the first time we've... Oh, I actually counted eight. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's just a sign of the times, I guess. In this film, we counted two deaths. And then, so for the gory aspect of it, looking at the gorometer, we gave this movie a five. It's not gory. It's not gory at all. Not gory. Uh, I think it's a little bit, like, makeup is a little gross. Like, there's a little bit of blood. Um, I would say that the storyline itself is more gory than what is presented as yeah. gory. If you'd like to take your preteen daughters to a scary movie that you don't <laughs> want to scare them so much, you know, this would be a good movie to take them to. <laughs> what do you mean take them to? Like, in the drive-in? Or, or you could red box it or Netflix it, whatever. Take them to the red box. Take them force to... them to rent the movie. <laughs> if they want to watch a scary movie, watch this one. Don't watch Terrifier. Oh, kids. God. Oh, oh, God. Please That's what don't, I'm saying. Please this is a don't good watch movie Terrifier if you, with your children. If your kids are interested in scary movies, this is a good soft movie to start them off. Oh, yeah. Super soft. So now, Joshua, start us off with the plot. I'm ready to get into the movie. Natalie Dormer is <laughs> yes. having a nightmare. She sees her twin sister, Natalie Dormer, being chased in the woods in a nightmare. She wakes up, packs her bags in the middle of the night, and goes to the airport and flies straight to Japan. Off of a nightmare. Yeah, this has. is um, this is like a premise. We don't even know that they're twins yet. No. I believe, though, this is like a... Like, we get... This movie's filled with flashbacks, and I hate flashbacks. They're so annoying. That happens, sure, but I think that, like, the thing that happens to start the nightmare is that Natalie Dormer is at home with her husband and she gets a call from the Japanese police saying that her sister walked into the suicide forest and that she may have killed herself. Uh, and then, it, yeah, it's pretty much a montage of her and her husband contemplating whether or not she should go. Well, her husband's like, you're not going. Yeah. Why would you go? And it's like, fuck you, my fucking sister is in japan and apparently she's in trouble the police called me yeah and then he's like you're not going because she always does this and it's like what are you talking about like let her go you fucking asshole yeah no and she natalie dormer oh, and go her, with her dude <laughs> yeah or that yeah natalie dormer and her shitty american accent goes but john or whatever his name is she's my twin i need to go help her yes and so that happens. She goes to Japan. Oh, his name's Rob. I wrote it down. My bad. Rob. She is my twin. I need to help her. <laughs> he tells her no. Yeah. You're not going anywhere because I am man and you are woman and wife stay home. Wife stay home. <laughs> Next thing is she's in Japan. Yeah. She's walking down the streets and she steps into a restaurant. And oh, yeah. She's, like, sightseeing on her first day there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I can't do anything about my sister now. Let me just go sightsee for a while. Yeah, I'm going to walk through the streets of Tokyo. and Go through of, some shops. Yeah, she it. goes into a restaurant. Go ahead. Yeah, she goes into a restaurant, and she orders food. And the sushi chef 
because Japanese people only eat sushi, of course. Right, 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 right. <laughs> sets down a live shrimp wiggling on a ball of rice, mm-hmm. and she's like, do you serve anything that's already dead? And he doesn't understand and her. And he doesn't understand her. He's just like, thank you, and then like walks away. And then a little group of girls next to her laughing at her because they're like, she's not eating her food, she's an American, she doesn't want to eat living shrimp. Ha ha ha. Nice racist portrayal of the Japanese food life. No, yeah, they only eat sushi. They only eat live shrimp without their heads. And they only eat rice, too. Yes. And us Americans, <laughs> we're just used to the gas station sushi. Yeah, we, you know, that's stuff way <laughs> too outlandish and barbaric for us. <laughs> yeah. Americans. God forbid. Yeah, right. uh, Jesus Christ. So after some sightseeing, Natalie Dormer goes home and reminisces over some old home videos of her and her sister. They're, it's like happy birthday video and she's just watching them in bed. Uh, she falls asleep and there's a dream sequence yes. where Natalie Dormer, her name's Sarah. I'm just going to call it, start calling her Sarah. Uh, Sarah goes into a room where there is like a lit up tent, like a lit up yellow tent, mm-hmm. and she opens the tent zipper, and there's a little girl inside. Yeah, and who turns is, into a scary face? Turns into a scary face. Jump oh, scare, number one. <laughs> oh, that's what it was. I counted this as jump scare number two. Oh, what was number one? Because when she's in the taxi and she's uh, sightseeing, mm-hmm. she like a guy comes up to the taxi window and like bangs on the window. And uh, then laughs at her for jumping. Oh, and it was kind of, like, abrupt and, like, whatever, so I just counted it. So she has the nightmare. Yeah. Oh, yes, that's a nightmare. Of course. And then she wakes up. And Goes then, to a school. And then next thing you know, she's in a Japanese all-girls high school. Yeah, in, like, an English class. In a, yeah, Japanese She's walking class. through. Uh, I'm assuming this is, like, why would she go here? I'm assuming it's because her sister worked there yeah because at first i was confused i was like why the hell is she in this high school yeah. what is she doing here? she shows up to the high school and it was then, so weird yeah it's like oh well her sister must have been a teacher or something yeah when you piece it together so then she walks into a classroom and the girls all freak out and scream like, like mm-hmm. they've seen a ghost next thing you know they're in the office talking to the principal and she's like why did you scream when you saw me and she has to translate for the girl mm-hmm. and the girl's speaking in, in Japanese. In Japanese. And then the principal says, well, she thought you were your sister. Who went into the suicide forest. We were, they were all on a field trip. Yeah. And your sister, Jess, was leading the girls. And then she wandered off into the woods and didn't come back. Yeah. So she's freaked out because people who go in don't come out. And she thought you were an angry spirit. Yeah, she didn't know that she had a twin. Yeah. So when she saw her, she was like, oh my god, the spirit. And the lore is people who end their lives there, their spirits don't rest. They come back angry. Right, right, right. They're not at peace. Yeah. So they, like, come back and haunt people. Um, so she thought she was an angry ghost, pretty much, which we learn more about, uh, uh, like, the Japanese spiritualist perspective of it. We learn more about that later. Well, we didn't learn about it from the movie. I did the research, and... I will present it to you. So, because yes. <laughs> the movie doesn't fucking tell you anything other than, oh, it's an angry ghost. Like, as if us <laughs> Westerners can't understand anything else. I know. Okay, so then it flashbacks again. Another flashback. Yeah, fuck to flashbacks. Sarah and Jess. 
-hmm. also Natalie Dormer and Natalie Dormer, yep. standing in a bedroom. Uh, they're talking to each other, and the way that you can differentiate these twins <laughs> is Jess has dyed her hair black, and she's gothic Natalie Dormer. <laughs> and then Sarah is regular, just blonde-haired yeah, yeah, yeah. Natalie regular, Dormer. Nat regular, regular. Mentally vanilla. healthy vanilla Natalie Dormer. Yeah, this is literally a Sims family I made back on Sims 2 when I was like 10. Like the goth twin and the normal twins, like whatever. Uh, so they're fucking around in their grandma's house and like making really dumb jokes, like, and then being like, "You're so bad." It's no. like, it's like grandma put grandpa's ashes in that urn. Oh my god, you're so bad. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? These are terrible, terrible liners, and it's so cheesy too because. You know, Natalie Dormer, just being a bad actress, Sarah arrives at Aokikahara, uh, and she finds a small building next to the forest, in the forest, kind of. I assume it's like a inn or something, because yeah. she just walks in. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It's a little building with people inside. Yeah. Um, so she goes up to the front desk, and she says... She shows the woman at the front desk a picture on her phone and says, Have you seen this woman? She's my sister. She is on a field trip with her classmates and she went missing. Blah, 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 blah. Can you help me? And the woman says, Oh, yeah, she's down in the basement. Mm -hmm. They go into the basement and this entire scene is fucking pointless. Yeah, because the woman's like, We keep the dead here. We keep their bodies cold. Yeah. Until they can be buried or something. So I'm assuming this is the building uh, that they, when they find the bodies in the forest, they bring it, they bring them to this building, keep them cold until somebody comes and looks for them, and then potentially they do a funeral service if they ever get identified. Yeah. Uh, but this whole scene is pretty stupid and pointless because she goes down, it's like a whole fucking suspenseful thing. The woman leaves the room. There's like a... There's a row bodies there's a row of bodies in the basement um they're all covered it's like a morgue yeah 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 uh basically she looks under the covers it's not her sister she walked back upstairs yeah um so she tells the front desk lady that she has to go into the forest and look for her sister the yep the lady then says and if you do go into the forest stay on the path but don't don't even go into the forest because if you're sad the yuri will get you and the yuri is their word for the angry spirit yeah 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 yeah. then sarah's like we're identical twins if she was dead i would know yeah because being identical you have that hey, telepathy I, I i don't know twins but i've heard stories of twins who like they know when they're twins subs or toe or something because I, they have that weird mental connection and i've also had friends who are twins and i'm like do you guys know anything about each other other than like, do you feel when someone's angry and upset? And they're like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> so <laughs> I think, I mean, I'm not going to knock it and say it doesn't exist, but, I mean, I don't know. It's possible. But after all, they're just people. That's true. They're not, like, fucking, I want to say psychiatrists. That's not the word. Uh, psychic? Psychic. They're not psychic. Yeah. Uh, so Sarah's like, bye, Grandma. She leaves. So she's walking along. She leaves the building. She's walking along the main road and a shuffling comes from the forest and it's all kind of eerie she's getting kind of scared and 
a line of schoolgirls walk out of the like the middle of the forest, like a random bush. Yeah. Out of the forest and walk kind of like through her. Not like they like go through her body, but they kind of just like walk past her and ignore her presence. And then she like turns around and there's like a bar behind her. Hmm. Or yeah. something. It's like your a hotel or a bar. It's a hotel. But it has a bar in it. Well as hotels it's a do. Bar hotel. Oh well, yeah, you're right. Hotels do have bars in them. I only stay in motels, so I wouldn't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm not that bougie. Um, so she goes in, she gets a drink, she's hanging out, and a guy comes up to her and is like, Hey, I know you from somewhere, blah 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 And then she's like, Oh my god, so have you been here? Do you know my sister? And he's like, Oh no. Sorry, I was just using that as a pickup line. Basically, they just start shooting the shit, and they go to a table and start drinking together and having beers, and they're getting tipsy and fucking off. And then he says, oh, well, you know, I am a journalist for a magazine in Australia, something like that. Whatever. Whatever. And I would love to get the story of you flying from America to find your sister in the suicide forest. Yeah, he's like, your story's so gripping. I want to write about it. Yeah, so she agrees. Uh, he pulls out his phone to record her. So my biggest thing is like, so okay, so you're going to meet this girl. You only walk up to her because she thinks she's hot. Yeah. And you try to pick her up. And then you decide, oh, she's got an interesting story. She's looking for her sister. Let me get her drunk so I can convince her into telling me a story so that I can have an article to sell in my magazine. Yeah. Cool. This guy is great. We love him. What a dick. Sarah and Aiden. Oh, the guy's name is Aiden, by the way. I don't know if we mentioned that. But uh, they're sitting at the table, and she's talking about how her grandma raised her and her twin. And he's like, what happened to your parents? And she says that her parents got into a car accident right outside of her grandparents' house. They were hit by a drunk driver. But simultaneously, while she's telling this story, there's a flashback that's happening between her lines that suggests that her dad shot and killed her mother and then himself in the basement while the girls were upstairs hanging out with grandma. Yeah, so she's lying she's about lying about her, her story. Aiden suggests that he has a guide. He knows everything about the forest. He goes in there and he does checks to find bodies so that he can take them out and give them a proper burial. Or he goes and talks people down off the ledge mm-hmm. who are going to possibly kill themselves. Yeah. And he does this like every day. He knows the woods better than anybody. Yeah. So he says, just like, follow us because you won't get lost and this is the safest way to do it. Otherwise, you might end up like your sister, lost in the woods. Yeah. So she agrees. Uh, She goes back to her little apartment and uh, she can't get the lights to turn on. No. Well, she can't get them to stay on. They're like glowing green. Uh, There's a shadowy figure at the end of the hallway. So what else would you do other than walk toward it? Yeah, of course. Walk towards the freaky thing at the end of the hallway in a yeah 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 flashy green lit dark super dark room. you know you're drunk it's the middle of the night yeah totally good call uh, so she walks toward it and you have jump scare number two boom or three if you're me if you so like, <laughs> it's just an old lady trying to get into her room yeah but I think she's senile yeah yeah because she has a caregiver that comes she and is, takes her away yeah. So she's like, all she does is jumps in Natalie Dorman's face and starts speaking Japanese at her. And she's like, no, oh, this is scary. Mm-hmm. 
So then the caretaker takes her away. Uh, so I, I mean, I had a thought right when this happened. My immediate question after this was, what the fuck is up with this movie? Why is everything so scary? Why, why, like, this could very well just be a drama or, like, at the very most, like, a suspenseful thriller. But why do we have this sequence of Natalie Dormer walking down the hallway and there's a scary woman trying to get into a room? Like, why is this a fucking thing? It's just a cheap jump scare to keep people. Exactly. It's a cheap, it's so random. It's a cheap jump scare. There's literally no point in it being like a horror jump scare, make you have nightmares trying to do that movie. There's just no fucking no, point. Because there's no sense in it. No. Sarah, Natalie Dormer, Sarah gets up, uh, she goes and meets... Yeah, it's the next day. Yeah, it's the next day, yes. Uh, she goes and meets Aiden and uh, the guide, his name is Michi. Uh, so Michi kind of gives her some guidelines, uh, tells her not to go into the forest, uh... Not to stray off the path. Yeah, and he says he says that she shouldn't go in there at all. Yeah. Because she has, uh, his words, she has sadness in her heart. Yeah, so he says the Yuri will get to you. Yeah. And don't do it, pretty much. Yeah, and she's all gung-ho. She's like, nope, we're going. So Michi and Aiden, uh, they tell her not to go off the path. Uh, and then they take her off the path anyway. Well, they... Yeah, they take her off the path because Michi has to go and do his job. Well, yes, yes, yes. Uh, I mean, she's following them, so it's, like, presumably okay. Aiden's there to do a journalistic report on the matter. Yeah. So he's following Michi. But they literally are like, don't go off the path, and then the next thing is they're walking off the path. Yeah. So it's like... And then she starts to, like, hear things. Yeah, she starts hearing, like, screechy, scary stuff. Uh... So before we move any move any uh, further in the story, though, I, I have some information about the suicide forest. Now that they're actually in it, uh, just a couple of facts. Aokigahara. So since the 1950s, recorded suicides in the forest are between 10 and 30 every year. Okay. Uh, the source that I read said that they increase every year, um, but typically they find up to 30 bodies. I saw other sources that say that they found like hundreds of bodies a year. But the uh, piece of information I found was that in 2003, they had a record high of 105 bodies that they found. Okay. So I think that a lot of those sources saying hundreds of bodies are found every year, I think that's... uh, They're blowing it out of proportion. Yeah. Uh, So Japanese spiritualists believe that the suicides committed in the forest have caused the spirits to, like, permeate the trees... And so the trees are filled with, like, evil energy. Mm. And so it creates paranormal activity within the forest. That's kind of cool. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Uh, Legends say those who enter don't return because hikers usually lose their way. Because the biggest thing about this place, too, is that compasses don't work here. Yeah, that is something that they showed in the movie. Yeah. And they say it's because of iron deposits throughout the forest, which mess up the magnetic Mm -hmm. flow of the compass right and that that's actually true uh that's why people lose their way um and then bodies that are found in the forest yeah we mentioned this earlier bodies are that are found in the forest are brought to a building next to it and it's said that the yare spirits roam the room at night and they scream to be free of their curse 
uh, and like they even say like the guards will do like rock paper scissors to see who has to like stay up with the ura at night and oh, like geez. keep watch over it so uh there's that too and then speaking of the ura i have some uh facts about that too okay a ura is created when the body is not given a proper funeral or when the person who died uh they die suddenly violently uh otherwise with malice um they're not able to pass into the next into the beyond realm yeah uh so then they're stuck in purgatory and it angers them because while in purgatory they're cursed and they are kind of um beings of misfortune and unhappiness and they're actually known to haunt their family members if they're not put to rest in a proper way okay so i think that is why spiritually uh the japanese take the suicide force so seriously is because if somebody goes in there and it's your family member, and they don't come out, mm -hmm. they're going to be a yure, and you want to give your family member a proper burial so that they can pass on. Yeah. If you don't, they are going to be tortured, and they can very well come back and haunt you. So the yure, supposedly, according to this source that I read, uh, it retains its clothes and its features that it had when it died, wounds indicative of how they died, um... So you can see the stab wounds, you can see blood, that kind of stuff. Uh, they're capable of invoking powerful curses. I didn't see anything that said, like, what kind of curse or whatever. But they also are supposed to have, like, they're very, they're uh, semi-translucent. They walk towards you. They have long black hair that's usually messy, it says. Uh, and then there's actually some very interesting Google images of some artwork. Uh of URAs. Uh, so if you are interested, just Google URA, press images, look at the artwork. Uh, that sounds kind of like the girl from The Ring, too. Yeah, it's very Samara. Yeah. And I think that's why Samara is that way. It is based off the Japanese lore, I think The mm -hmm. Ring was. Yes. It, yeah. I mean, there's no way. Because even like if you look up the images, like I was just saying, it is a girl, long black hair, and a white like outfit. Yeah. So and like pale skin, definitely. Samara is definitely based on the URA for sure. Yeah, and that's all I have. So that's a good little tangent. I just wanted to talk about it because I feel like, uh, you know, Joshua and I both respect um, Japanese culture because this movie doesn't give you shit in terms of like actual Japanese spiritualism, and they don't fucking tell you anything about what people actually think. So moving back to the plot. Michi does tell her, too, that if she sees anything, it's psychological. Yeah, don't believe it. Don't believe your eyes. Always know that something's trying to mess with you. Yep. And if you start to get freaked out and scared and you see something, don't believe it at all. Yeah. Just keep your wits about you. Yes. Uh, so they're walking through and just kind of, you know, uh, uh, Sarah's hearing, like, the screeching and stuff from inside the woods. Michi finds a guy with a tent and he says if they have a tent they are questioning whether or not they want to commit suicide yeah they come to camp to ponder yeah so he excuses himself to go over and attend uh, to the man that they found uh obviously leaving aiden and sarah alone they aiden and sarah are talking and it gets brought up that sarah or sorry it gets brought up that jess had actually tried to commit suicide in the past yeah uh 
She says she tried to kill herself in the past. She's such a romantic. <laughs> she does say that. <laughs> she's like, I think she's just trying to romanticize her life. It's like, okay. <laughs> says she OD'd on sleeping meds. Mm-hmm. And she wants to be just like her favorite poet, Sarah Teasdale. Yeah. And then Sarah says, but I know she's not dead right now because we're twins. Yeah. Like she cons- she keeps saying that. Uh-huh. She says it like five fucking times in the movie. I can feel it. I know she's in here. It's she's like, alive. I fucking, I get it. I get it. You're you twins. <laughs> Michi comes back and he says, I think he'll be okay. We can just move on. Let's go try to find something else. Yeah, he just they just leave him there. Yeah. So then uh, they start the walk, and they're walking farther and farther. Sarah stares blankly. She's getting very spacey in these mm-hmm. woods. And, like, whispers are coming to her. They find ropes on trees, like bright-colored ropes leading from tree to tree all mm-hmm. over the place. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then she's like, what are the ropes for? Michi says, it's either for them to find their way out if they change their mind, or it's to make sure that somebody can come in and find their body. Right. Because they want a proper they burial. A proper they don't burial want to be still. a Yuri. Yeah. They're like, let's go follow one of these just to make sure... And see maybe someone's still alive and I can talk to them. So they follow the trail. And they get to the end of it. And then they're like, oh, well, I don't really see anyone. Maybe they gave up and went back home. And then, boom, jump scare number three. No, nope. mm-hmm. They didn't leave the forest. He's hanging in the tree. He's with a mask over his head, maybe to hide his face. That or... is one thing I tried looking up was I wanted to see if that's a thing. If people, like, put like something over their head before they kill themselves for some reason. Yeah. But I didn't see anything. Okay. About it. It's like a cloth sack over his yeah. head. So And so I don't really know the purpose of that. It could have been to hide his shame, but there's no tell of that actually being a thing. Maybe they just did it in the film for the spook factor. To be scary? Yeah. I, that's what I'm thinking is that that's what that's what that is. But I mean, I don't know. It could very well be a thing that people do. Um, I mean, it kind of makes sense. So, uh, Michi and Aiden pull the body down. Sarah is, like, kind of behind a tree, like... Trying to recoup. Yeah, she's pretty shook up by it. Um, She starts hearing screaming again. Mm. So, they just continue on. They leave the body there, which is... I mean, somebody's going to come find it. Yeah, he cuts the body down. Yeah, uh... And they start continuing. They take a little break, and she's still hearing screaming, whistling, screeching within the forest. Like, it's just every, all around her. Yeah. Uh, it's calling to her. It calls her. <laughs> uh, so then the wind tells Sarah to go down a path. And she's like, can we go down this one since we're already here? Yeah, like, we're just here walking around. We're not even following a certain path, right? Yeah. Like, I have a gut feel. Let's go this way. Or a guy feeling. Or a guy uh, feeling. <laughs> uh, so. <laughs> According to Aunt Allie. Yeah. Uh, so, so Michi's like, yeah, let's go. That's fine. Uh, so they follow her. Um, but as they're walking through this little path. Yeah, a lot of this area, is just meandering through woods. Yes, yes, yes. Not uh, much going on. Michi tells them that they need to go back soon because the sun is going down. Yeah. They're several hours away from the actual path. And they can't, they, they they shouldn't be out after dark, yeah, pretty much. It gets really cold at night, and the Yuri kind of come the out. The Yuri come out. Uh, Sarah's like, what? What are you talking about? 
no, I'm not leaving this forest. I need to find my sister. We're not going. And he's like, no, we actually have to fucking go. You don't understand. No, no, no. I'm not like, she's being super bratty. And he's like, all right, well, let's walk for like a little bit more, but then we really have to turn back. And then what's at the end of this fucking path that they're on? They find Jess's tent. Yeah. The yellow tent from her nightmare. Yeah. So it's how convenient. How convenient. The wind told her to go there. Awesome. Yeah. So they find the tent. Sarah's like, she goes fucking ballistic. Yeah, she's hysterical. Sarah, or she's like, Jess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not Sarah. <laughs> Jess. Jess, where are you? Jess. Her then, clothes are on the line. Her tent is here. Like, she's being so annoying. This is my sister. She's here. She's going to come back. Yeah. And everyone's looking at her like, she's probably not alive. <laughs> yeah, they're just kind of They're like looking solid. at her weird. Well, Michi's like, okay, well, now that we found the tent, we need to go back. Yeah. And we can come back in the morning. Just yeah. leave a note. We'll be back tomorrow. I promise I'll take you here. Yeah, he, it makes the most sense of anything. Yes, Michi's leave great. Leave a note. If she's alive, she'll come back to her tent. Mm-hmm. Tell cool. her to hang, hang on. You're here. You'll see her tomorrow. Right. No. She's like, no, I am staying here. What if she comes back tonight? Cool. She'll come back tonight. She'll see your note. Let's just fucking go. <laughs> yeah. And then Aiden's even like, dude, this guy knows what he's talking about. Yeah. And Aiden's a world traveler. He's like, you need to come with me. This place won't be safe at night. Mm-hmm. Go with Michi. Come with me. You're not. I promise we'll bring you back. We'll bring you back. It's the smartest thing to do. She says no, and she's such a dick because she goes to Aiden, and she's like, is it Aiden or does she go to Michi? But she's like, don't tell me you believe in all this nonsense about this forest. Yeah. She's basically like, it's a bunch of bullshit. I'm going to stay here. Fuck you. I almost, I almost think she says that to Michi. Yeah. Which is like, It's like, girl, this okay, isn't your country. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And even if, like, you don't believe in it, if you're going to go to the suicide forest. Have some respect. Have some fucking respect. Don't film like they, like they tell you not to film. They tell you not to even go in there. They don't even like people going in there to look around. Like... Just be fucking respectful. Yeah. It's not your fucking country. No, this is just typical. I heard something in the attic. I'm going to the attic. It's yeah. like you're asking to die. Exactly. exactly. She's just ignoring all senses of reason and logic for her own right. goal. Yeah, she's the best person in the world. We yes. love her. <laughs> she's like, I'm not leaving. Aiden says, fine, I'm going to stay with you. Michi leaves them reluctantly. He tried yeah, to convince them. Yeah, he's like, what them. the hell are you doing, man? <laughs> yeah, he tries to convince them, and they kind of tell him to fuck off. So. Yeah, so Aiden stays, either to make sure she lives, or maybe he wants to bone. Why not both? It is Natalie Dormer. Huh? Huh? And he is kind of a salt and pepper fox. Sarah and Aiden are up talking by the fire. It's dark now. They both hear a scream. But they ignore it and keep talking. Yeah, now he hears the screams. Yeah, they both hear it. Um, Which means, since it's nighttime, the spirit's more powerful and it's getting to him now. Mm-hmm. Though it was getting to her in the day. Yeah. She's weak. She is so weak. She's weak-minded as fuck. Yeah, she is. She, like, I, we talk about it more throughout the plot, but no, she's fucking weak. They have some kind of conversation, but I guess it doesn't matter because I didn't write it down. Uh, <laughs> They're just talking about uh, life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So, it's like I don't know. It's just pointless. 
banter. So then uh, Sarah's like, well, alright, I guess I'm gonna go to sleep. This is like a four-man tent. You sleep out here alone. Yeah, that's right. Well, he he's suggests... Like, I'm gonna sleep out here. He suggests because he's like, I don't want you to think I'm trying to rape you. Or whatever he says. And yeah. she's like, oh, what a gentleman. What a gentleman. Yeah, I know. So, so you sleep out here. I'm gonna go in there. Which I'd be like, hey, lady, I'm not gonna touch you, but can I get in that tent too? Because, like, I'm kind of freaked out. And I stayed out here for you, so, like, can we just share the tent and I'll sleep in the corner? Yeah, please? I'll just... Go in and close my eyes and go to bed. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, not gonna, gonna fucking you. touch you. Let's just yeah. Please. He literally <laughs> opted to sleep. Maybe it was like for a journal. Stop trying to justify it, Emily. It doesn't make any sense. It sucks. <laughs> what so, were you gonna say? <laughs> I was gonna say maybe he was doing it for like a journal thing, so that he could be like, I slept out there and I heard of this, and like maybe he wanted to make it like better for his story or something. Be like that's a Barrett Grills or something. Nah, yeah, that's drink his stupid. own pee. He should have just been like, yo, this place is haunted as fuck. Is it Barrett Grills that drinks his pee? Yes. Okay, cool. So, that, yeah, exactly. It's like, you hear those screams too, right? Like, can I be in the tent? <laughs> yeah, <really>. <laughs> <Please>. <laughs> You heard those screams too, right? Yeah, so you're uh, you're going to sleep out here? Yeah? Okay, cool. What a gentleman. Love yeah, right? you. Yeah. <laughs> night, night. Yeah. So she's in the tent, and uh, she's going through Jess's stuff. She finds a book. Finds a bottle of pills. And then she goes to sleep. <laughs> yeah, the book is just the Sarah Teasdale it's, book yeah, of her poems. Poet. Yeah. It says, poem. happy 16th birthday, Jess, from Sarah. Like, oh my god, I bought you the poem collection from your favorite poet. Wow. wow. Another part of this film so that doesn't give, does not matter. Whatever. Doesn't matter. Doesn't then, matter. Uh, so, this is oh, another question a, I have. Oh. I was just going to ask. She's a teacher taking her students out on a field trip. Why did she pack a tent? I was literally about to ask the same thing. That was my next question. Was like, Why the fuck did she bring a tent, her book of poems, a fucking pill bottle. Why did she bring this all out on a field trip? It was supposed to be a day hike. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? She brought that shit out with her. That makes no sense. That's so funny that at the same exact point we were going to ask It's like, question. why would you do this in the middle of a field trip? You have a fucking job. Straight like, you up. were going to go on a Straight fucking up. hike to try to be a little on the macabre side of things in your life. Do it on the weekend. <laughs> Don't scare the shit out of your students and get lost in the woods with a group of like 15 year old girls Do it on the weekend who now in have your to private find, time and now they have to find their way back to school alone yeah how irresponsible how fucked up straight up that is just dumb as all what hell. Fuck? yeah no it makes no sense while they're sleeping there's a rustling outside of the tent sarah wakes up and she's like aiden aiden say something uh it's not aiden it's like running back and forth. Yeah, she hears like like running out on the dirt. She starts getting all freaked out. A little laughing, too. Kind There's of... laughing? Yeah, a little oh, bit of I laughing. Oh, I didn't hear the laughing. Okay. <laughs> like a cackling witch. Maybe there wasn't laughing. Maybe that's maybe that was me laughing. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> so she gets up. She's like leaned up against the tent wall. Yeah. This is jump scare four. Yeah, something like smacks her in the back yeah, of the head. Yeah, something smacks her in the back of the head <laughs> through the tent. <laughs> And so she's like, oh, oh my god. And then the lights go out like the campfire was put out. Yeah. 
So then she, you know, being the smart person she is, opens the tent and sticks her head out. Yeah. Like, out. She doesn't just, like, look through the zip. Like, she just shoves her head out the door. She's, like, leaving the tent. Yeah. Uh, and she sees what I assume to be our Yure, three ghostly figures standing in front of her. Dressed in white. They are the woman that scared her in the hallway before. Yes, they were. Uh, and they rush at her. Jump scare number five? Yeah, jump scare. It goes four, five. Bam, bam. Four, five. Boom, boom, bam, bam. Uh, and then they, like, scream and run at her. And then she, pop, wakes up. Oh, it was a nightmare. How convenient. But it's Perfect. still the middle of the night. Yes. Uh, so she leaves the tent. Yep. Steps into the forest. Doesn't. Well, what happens here? Because she, like, steps into the forest, and she's like, Jess? Jess, is that you? As if she, like, heard something. I think she hears, like, a like screaming a of a girl yelling for help or something. I don't think... No, it's not a scream. It's not... Like, we just watched this movie, but we have no recollection. Yeah. She, she takes a full sprint. Well, well, she... Oh, no, I remember now. So she, she she's walking into the forest, for, away from the camp, and she's like, Jess, Jess, are you there? Because she heard rustling. And she sees with her phone camera or her phone flash, uh, there's like a, like a figure, standing like behind a tree. And right when it flashes on her, she like the figure like turns and runs into the oh. forest. And so then Natalie, Dorm- uh, Sarah starts chasing her, and he's like, "Wait, come back!" Which yeah. is like every okay. Why would you leave camp? If something just ran away from you, why are you gonna sprint after it? In I'd the be like, of the night? "Thank God! Thank fucking God! I'm going back to bed." I'm done with this. I'm not dealing with this bitch. Yeah, this is Good night. fucked up. Like, why am I even staying the night here? Like, nope, she takes a full she sprint into the thick off. woods in the middle of the night. Yeah. Pitch black. And he's like, wait, come back! And then, uh, she finally catches up to this figure. This, uh, schoolgirl. It's a schoolgirl. Like, shaking and yeah. crying in the woods. A 30-year-old schoolgirl. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't look that old. Yeah, she did. Yeah, I wasn't really watching anyway. Uh, so, <laughs> well, Natalie Dor or Sarah's like, "Do you speak English?" And then she holds up her fingers like, like a little bit. Little. She says L- a little bit. Mm-hmm. And Natalie Dormer's like, "Okay, great. Uh, what's your name?" And she says, "I'm Hashiko." And she's like, "Have you seen my sister?" It's like. Dude, it's fucking three in the morning. Can you fucking shut up about your sister and just go back to camp? It's like, you you just found this little girl lost in the woods. Yeah. Like, Have you seen my sister? Where's my sister? Have you seen her? It's like, it's not... what did I ask her about how she is? Like, it's like, hey, why are you here. in here? Can Let's I get you, you some food. Let's warm you up. Yeah. There's, I have camps that... No, no, no. Natalie Dorm is about... all about herself and her stupid sister, which is also herself. Um... <laughs> <laughs> so then the school girl's like... You're Sarah, right? Yeah. And she's like, wait, how do you know my name? She says, don't trust him. So then this is interrupted because we hear Aiden in the back of the forest being like, Sarah, where are you? Schoolgirl runs away. Sarah tries to run after her again. Uh, yeah, again, and ends up slipping and cutting her hand open. Yeah. Um. Little bit of gore, I guess. Yeah. This is like the meh. gore of the film. Not really. Not yeah. really, but this is where it is. It's, it's a little... It's a gash in her hand with some blood. Yeah. That's the... There it is. Yeah, and uh, Aiden's like, oh my god, we gotta get you back because we you need stitches, blah, 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 blah. So 
So now we can't trust Aiden, according to the the girl in the forest. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, uh, so it's the next morning. Aiden wants to go back to the main road and go back to uh, Michi. And he fucking takes forever, but he finally convinces Sarah to leave yeah. the campsite. Because she's like, no, let's wait a little longer. It's like, no, you have an open cut in your hand that yeah. you got in the woods. You could get diseased and lose your yeah, hand. Yeah, you're coming with me, We're gonna go stupid back bitch. To the They're like, okay, let's go. So they start walking back. And Sarah notices that they're not going the way that they came. They're now next to a river. And they look down into the river. It's flowing to the left. And there's a body in it floating down the river. And Aiden's just like, oh, Jesus Christ. Well, let's keep going. And yeah, like, like, we're just going to walk downstream <laughs> because when you walk downstream, you find civilization. Yeah. That's always a survival instinct and technique. Yeah. If you're lost in the woods... You find a river of water, follow it downstream. You'll find a town. Yeah. Might take a while, but you'll get there. And uh, she... uh, And then he starts walking upstream. Yeah, he starts walking upstream, and Sarah's like, wait a minute, what are you doing? You were going that way. We were supposed to be going this way. And he's like, no, you weren't. And I was immediately like, okay, he's gaslighting her. Because he's like, I said upstream. There's a town upstream. Like, what are you talking about? But no, we look back at the river, and now it's flowing to the right. Yeah, the forest is messing with her brain. I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, I thought so, too. I actually liked that part again. Uh-huh. Because right, even when he started walking, he was like, all right, let's go. I was like, dude, you're walking the wrong way. You gotta walk downstream. Yeah, well, I was I was that way, too, because <laughs> I was like, oh my god, he's trying to lead her away. Blah, 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 blah. Like, I, I was like, this... This fucking guy. But no, it's it's the forest fucking with her. Yeah. Um, so they they keep walking and it's like there's like an exchange of sorts that happens, but ultimately Sarah finds out that Aiden was lying about his brother and uh he that he only wanted to stay with her at the camp because he wanted more for the story. Um and so Sarah's like super aggressive and she's like, Give me your phone. Yeah, she's getting paranoid as all hell. And he's, you know, saying, No, it's my phone, whatever. So he hands it to her and she immediately finds pictures of Jess. Yep. Inside her tent. So she's like, What kind of fucking mischief is this? What did you do with my sister? What are you doing with me? What's happening? Blah 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 blah. And, and he, she's like or sorry, go ahead. Oh, and then Aiden's like, What the hell are you talking about? Yeah, he's like, there's no photos. There's no photos. I don't even know your sister. And she's like, you have them on your phone. Yeah, he's like, I don't even know what she looks like. So uh, right away. That was a joke. It's like the movie's trying to get she, you to she think. looks like her. Yeah, and I don't even know what she looks like. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry. Sorry. Was, Late reaction. No, it was bad. It doesn't matter. I was thinking ahead. Anyways. No, you're good. <laughs> keep, keep rolling. All right. So then the movie's trying to lead you to believe that Aiden's an asshole who knows who she is. Mm-hmm. But then... It does a poor job of that, because I'm like, this bitch is going crazy. Or yeah. maybe it does want you to think. Well, that was the, the, well. here's the thing, is because he gets kind of aggressive with her, and she ends up like running away from him. And she's doing literally the opposite of, every, of what everybody told her to do. Don't go in there alone. Don't fucking stray off the path, which running... Don't be in there. Doesn't really help with that. Yeah. 
don't believe everything you see. Like, yeah. she is not... It's like everything people have told her about this forest yeah. time and time again, she's ignoring. Well, and it's like, why is this stranger... Like, why would a stranger lead you into the forest to find your sister when he's already done something with her? Like, I mean, I guess I can see, like, some kind of... Uh, or some maybe some sinister some sinister stalker type thing going on here but it's like no this is literally just a stranger who out of the kindness of his heart brought you along on his expedition and now you're going psycho like come on now Ooh, we're almost done uh so <laughs> <laughs> so uh sarah's running 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 she finds a spool of rope uh and oh is this where we are I guess I might have missed something. Well, she's running, running, running. She finds a spool of rope, and she begins to use it as she's as she walks through. Which I don't know why. I mean, like, why is or, she yeah, now she using it? Yeah, she doesn't know where she is. Yeah. What is this rope going to do for you? I could see, you know what I could see is if she were to be, like, unwinding it, or, like, wrapping it back up and following it back. But she's not. She's unwinding it and walking with it, and it's rolling behind her. In a random ass direction. In a random direction. So I really don't understand that part. If anything, she should, I don't know, follow the other lines? Either follow it or, like, wrap it up so that you have it in your hands and, like, wrap it back up onto the spool and lead yourself back. That would be my uh, suggestion for that. Okay. At this same time, though, Michi... It shows Michi coming through, and he finds the empty mm, tent. That's right. Michi is like, oh shit, where did they go? Like, I told them to stay I here. I told you to stay here. I fucking told you to These stay here. These fucking Americans. I what is that. wrong with you? And then, yeah, this so... thing that means absolutely nothing, but when she does find the ropes and stuff, she finds a journal, and she picks it up, and she starts looking through it, and there's like pictures in it, but they don't show us the pictures. They don't show us anything. This journal meant nothing. I don't even remember that. Yeah, what's the point in finding this journal if you're not going to... Have have it be part of the... That's what I was saying earlier, was that there's so much in this movie that literally is pointless. Yep. Like, it, there's more to come, even, you know? Like, the fucking... Her in the basement with the woman. Her in the tent looking at the book. Knowing about Aiden's fucking brother. It's like, nothing matters. Nothing matters. It's all filler information, and there's way more to come. As she's walking through the forest, there is a skeleton ghost following her, telling her, turn around, Sarah. And she's, like, crying and holding it, and she's walking, and she's freaking out, turn around, Sarah. And it's, like, getting closer and closer and closer to her. And there's, like, bodies hanging in yeah. the forest as she's walking through. Mm-hmm. And she's, like... You're not real. Yeah, and then, she yells out. <laughs> and she's just crying. And then uh, it like pops up right behind her. And turn around, Sarah. And then she screams. She doesn't even turn around and look. She, no, no, no. But it's just one of the bodies that were hanging. But it's now right behind her. Hey, that skeleton ghost thing. It wasn't a yure. It was like a ghost. It was like a skeleton it a person. It was a corpse. With, with a bag over its head. Yeah. Uh, he had a good point, though. Because she literally, like I was saying earlier, she should have been going the other way if she wanted to get back to town. Yeah. So, turn like, around. turn around, Sarah. Turn You're the going the wrong around. way. Maybe this you. one was trying to help her, yeah. I think it was trying to help her. Um, nope, she does another full sprint in the woods. She didn't learn 
Another full sprint. We are an hour into this movie and I've literally gotten nothing. Have you gotten anything, listeners? Are you having fun listening to this episode? Having fun? Are I'm we not. having fun yet? I'm not. <laughs> no, we're in. A, we're an hour in, and yeah. you're probably like, "Oh my!" Like, there's literally a half hour left. We're no. This is this is this is uh, okay. So God damn it! All right. So then she like does another full sprint. Full sprint. She didn't learn her lesson the night before, or that morning. No, and she trips over a branch, hits the dirt, and falls into a hole that's about 15 feet deep. Yeah. And it's just like a natural... Just a hole in the ground. hole in the ground, maybe created by a root system from some trees. I don't know. It happens. Yeah, like a little sinkhole. Because that's another thing about uh, the forest is that underneath... Oh, because it's at the base of Mount Fuji. Yeah. Forgot to mention that earlier. So underneath, it's like all ice caverns. Yeah. So it's like, there's probably like a little sink sinkholes here and there. Um, but she hits the ground. She's out of breath. Her, you know, she's hurt wind her gets knocked out of her. Ankle. Yeah, her ankle's twisted or broken or whatever. Um, and right now, meanwhile, we also know that the guards are now entering the forest, the search party. And yeah, they're looking Michi for... Michi came through. Michi came through. They're looking for Aiden and Sarah. Mm-hmm. Um... And so Sarah gets up. She screams because her foot hurts. She starts traveling into the cavern, which is like, I get it. Like, you can't really get up out of the hole. But it's like, you're going to travel deeper into the cavern. You don't know if there's going to be another entrance. Like, you don't know. Yeah. So she pulls out her fucking camera light again. Yeah, or anything, but she, she, well, she does hear screech, the screeching again. Yeah. And just keeps fucking hobbling through. <laughs> 30-year-old Japanese schoolgirl comes out again. Hashiko. 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 She comes out, and she's, uh, hey. She's kind of creepy. Yeah. She's giving me the heaves. She's like, hey, Jess is in here. Come. <laughs> it's like, Jess is in here? Yeah. What's that screaming? Just animals. And she's like, that doesn't sound like an animal. But it's almost like animals. Yeah, it's like, not she kind of like, like she does I don't a shrug. Know. Animals. She's so creepy though, because she's like doing minotaur, which like I really, I always love catching a minotaur face. Yeah. It's like Stanley Kubrick did this in all like all of his movies. Whenever yeah. someone's kind of going crazy or mad, they'll do like a furrowed brow, yeah, head they, down, head down, face toward the ground, eyes up, yeah. furrowed brow. And usually a smile. Uh, Some sort, yeah. He calls it the Minotaur, and it's one of my favorite symbols in film it's ever. It's like the moment a man becomes a beast. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love it so much. Uh, so she's doing that face, uh, Hashiko is, and she's like kind of smiling, and she's really creepy, and she's like, come on, and she's like doing the little finger thing, like Hansel and Gretel. She like runs into the forest, I mean, sorry, she runs into the cave, and Sarah's hobbling after her. They get to a clearing. Hashiko is standing in the middle, but it's dark. You can't really see her. Sarah gets up to her. And here's another pointless fucking part of the movie, just to scare you. Hashiko turns into, like, a yellow... Dead zombie. Dead. Undead girl. Zombie chick. And she's like... Yeah. And then Sarah does a full (laughs) sprint back 
to the hole. Yeah, like she didn't just fall 15 feet and twist no, the no, shit no, out no, of her no. ankle. No, her leg is fine. Yeah, her leg's fine. Her foot's totally, literally, like, nothing happened to her foot, pretty much. Uh, so she gets back to the hole. She's screaming for help. And luckily for her, Aiden is there. And he's like, let me go find something to hold you down. Yeah. So Aiden's running to find some sort of rope or something. And then, uh... Well, she starts saying, it's not real, it's all in your head. Oh, yeah, she, that's right. She's like... Over and over and over again. Michi was right. It's not real. It's in my head. Mm-hmm. This is ridiculous. It's not real. It's not real. Yeah. And then she opens her eyes, looks over, and she finds one of those old toys. You know, the ones you put up to your eyes, and you click it, and the pictures move around. It's like a real... It's like each click is like a different picture. Yeah. I don't know it's what a, those are called. I think it's just a real viewer, like a picture real viewer, mm-hmm. something like that. Um, I used I to don't have, know. I used to have one that was like a Mickey Mouse. But she's looking at this one, and it's like, uh, but she puts it up to her face, and she starts clicking through the pictures. It's pictures of her and her little sister when they were kids walking down into the basement at their grandma's house. Yeah, and it's like the images of of her parents the night her parents died. Yeah, so then it shows the Which is like, okay, you're looking through the fucking film reel, whatever. You were just telling yourself, it's not real, it's in your head. Why would this be at the bottom of the fucking cavern with you, dude? In Japan. Yeah. No. Why are you going to continue looking at this shit? Put it away. Throw it away. You shouldn't have even picked it up. Nope. Been like, that's not real. I don't trust that. Or why are you going to pick something up that's seemingly been in the woods for God knows how long and put it to your eyes? <laughs> like, that's how you get sick. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. So then she's looking through this pictograph, like not pictograph, picture reel thing, and um, it's the night her parents died, yeah, murder-suicide, yeah, yeah. and her dead dad pops into view and like comes crawling out of it and yeah. then she like screams and throws it at the ground and it's like dude jump you just, scare yeah what emily had said you just told yourself it's not real you know it's not real yeah why are you gonna do this to yourself so what? then aiden comes back with a rope where did he get the rope i don't know did he <gasps> it don't went... don't when he tosses it down it does have a noose on the e- end of it That she steps into, and then he pulls her up with it. Yikes. So maybe Uh, he got it from a... Body that was hanging? Maybe. That was my thought. That's... That's a big oof. That's rough. That's a big oof. So then he gets her out of the hole. She's, like, all upset and crying. Last time he saw her, she was frantic and crazy and chucked his phone into the woods and ran (laughs) off. Yeah. She's hurt herself. She's not right in the head. What does he do? Gives her his giant hunting knife. Yeah. Yeah. Here. He's like, here, take this. Take this. I want We're gonna you to go trust and me. Yeah, and he's like, oh, there's a radio shack. Not a radio shack. <laughs> there's a shack with a radio in it. Yeah, as I was looking for you, yeah. I found a shack and it has a radio in it. I want to go there and I want to see if I can get the radio working. And she's like, yeah. oh, all of a sudden you found a shack? It's like, yeah. That's the paranoia part? It's not... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not... How did you... How did you like, find me? Why are you me? still following what, me? Yeah, like, following what's going me? on? What is this? All of a sudden you know there's a shack here? Like, what is wrong with you, Aiden? So he gives her the knife, 
and she's like, okay, I have to go wash my hand. So she goes down to the river. She takes her bandage off of her hand. When she looks at it, there's, like, maggots in it. Yeah, and she sees maggots, like, crawling all through her arm and stuff. Maggots don't do that. And putting maggots on an open wound was actually an old-school way to heal. Yeah, keep it. It was, like, uh, to eat the infection away. Yeah, it eats the dead skin and damaged particles. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but in this version... Oh, she's so smart here. She has the maggots going into the cut in her hand and crawling through her wrist. So her first... Like, she's just looking. She's not even freaked out by it. She's almost, like, under a spell. Yeah. She pulls out the nice, sharp, big Damascus hunting knife. It's, it's a big knife. Yeah. It's like a freaking crocodile Dundee blade. <laughs> and she puts the point to her wrist as if she's going to carve out the maggots. Yeah. And then right before she stabs into herself, Aiden's like, Sarah, where are you? And then it like snaps her into reality. Yeah, and there's no maggots, obviously. No maggots, nothing wrong. So they're walking through again. They find the radio shack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the shack with the radio in it. Uh-huh. It's in the middle of the forest. Um, but he wants the knife back because he's like trying to open something, trying to figure out how to like open the radio thing. Yeah, the radio has screws on it, on the casing, and he wants to get in it to see if he can fix like a solder or something. Yeah. Because like well, that. yeah, because the radio is not working, so he's trying to fix it. Uh, but he wants the knife back, and she's like all paranoid about it. It's like, why do you want the knife back all of a sudden? And she's very like vapid. Yeah. She's almost brain dead. Brain dead's a good way to put it. She's pretty out of it. Like she just went on a huge coke binge and she's on day four of being <laughs> awake. Oh God. <laughs> More Natalie Dormer coke jokes. Uh, so. <laughs> coke joke. So Sarah hears like her name being called through a door. And she's like, hey, Aiden, uh, why do you think they locked the basement? He says, what makes you think yeah. it's a basement? What do you think it is? Yeah. Probably a closet. Yeah. <laughs> like, that makes sense. Why is it a basement now? Fucking Natalie, what's wrong with you? Yeah. So she goes to the over to the basement, and it's, like, whispering between the door. She puts a, a paper comes out from underneath the door, and it says... Is Aiden here? She manifests a pencil from out of nowhere and writes on this paper, yes. Slips it back under the door. Paper comes back out. It says, he's going to kill us. Yep. Sarah thinks it's Jess behind the door. Yeah, rather than Jess being ecstatic to see her sister. Or like any, I don't know. You think Jess would come out and be like, hey, it's me. (laughs) What are you doing here? Hey, Sarah, where, where are you in Japan? <laughs> yeah. No, it's Jess is just like, he's going to kill us. Oh, and she tells, uh, on the paper too, it says to find a key. Uh, so, yeah, let her out of the basement. Yeah. So Sarah is like approaching Aiden. He's like trying to hand her like a granola bar. She grabs his arm and then puts the knife to his neck. And she says... I don't know if the forest made you a psycho, which I'm pretty sure she's She's the fucking, fucking psycho yeah. here. Or if you were already crazy, but if you don't let my sister out of that basement, I'm going to kill you. He's like, why do you mean your sister? Your sister's not here. And she's like, no more games. Where's the key? Yeah, and he's like, wake up! I know. And she's like, I'm not playing games. And he says, your sister's been dead for five days. 
and then she he sees like oh shit she's crazy i'll play along yeah and he's like okay fine you got me so a tussle ensues stuff happens and sarah ends up stabbing adrian wait adrian aiden aiden yeah they fall to the floor and the knife ends up in his chest yeah and he says something to her i couldn't tell you what but he's like why did you do that that (laughs) i don't even know what he said he just says something to her uh but then sarah like gets up leaves him there i can't believe you've done this (laughs) (laughs) fuck uh sarah walks over to the basement door that's already open it's like cracked open and there's that light coming through it and it's the basement where her parents died yeah Uh, she sees her little sister or not little they're twins she sees like a little version of her sister like young standing at the bottom of the stairs Mm -hmm. so she runs down and she's like don't look at them don't look at them yeah don't and then her dead dad springs to life springs to life comes crawling across the floor growling like a raptor and a zombie like a he grabs her wrist yeah he grabs her wrist so she takes the knife that she had just stabbed aiden with and she starts like cutting at his hand trying to get her hand free and she's like gashing and gashing at his hand and then at this point it cuts to the twin to jess yeah it cuts to jess she's alive actually she's alive there's no suspense suspense is gone everything like where's jess where's jess here she is just sitting she's just sitting in the forest at the campsite she's at her campsite but she hears screaming yeah. Uh, so now, uh, Jess is on alert. And now I had a prediction that didn't end up actually being what it was, but my prediction was that it was the other way around, that, like, somehow Sarah got lost in the forest, and then Jess went to go look for her. Yeah. And that maybe, like, Sarah was actually the mentally unwell one, and Jess was the normal one going to find her. Okay. Which... That would be cool, kind yeah, of. Yeah! See? It would have been... A- much better twist than what happened there's not even a twist no twist um Uh, there's 11 minutes left in this movie by the way what 11 oh did you well we had it paused okay and i was like i gotta write this (laughs) down how do you know (laughs) (laughs) okay we kept kept a timer so then yeah jess is sitting in the woods Mm -hmm. like that that's just so it's over just destroyed it's over destroyed any the suspense is done the plot arc is gone we move back to Sarah, and she's running again, full sprint. Oh, full sprint. Yeah, yeah. through the forest, Ignore as usual. Ignore the twisted-ass ankle she had. As usual. Of course. Full-ass sprint through the woods. Yeah. So and now we see that there's actually a search party coming through. Uh, and who's leading it? But Sarah's husband. Yeah. He flew out to Japan to look for Sarah. It was something that we didn't mention earlier, that she got. she did get a phone call. Oh, yeah. Whoops. <laughs> yeah, we forgot that part. Uh, but she did get a phone call, and he was like, if you don't come back, I'm flying out there to find you. Yeah. Um, Which, good, like, we love a husband like that, don't we? That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> that sounded nice and enthusiastic. <laughs> so, yeah, he's out there with Michi and the cops, and they're looking for Sarah. Yeah. So then this part gets kind of fast-paced between cutting scenes and scenes and scenes, because it goes like, search party, Sarah, Jess, Sarah. Jess, search party, Jess, Sarah. Like, it's just back and forth and back and forth. So basically, what's going on is Jess is just as smart as her sister, 
and she's doing a full sprint in the fucking pitch black <laughs> woods because she senses Sarah's in the woods. Yeah. Uh, Sarah's doing a full fucking sprint in the woods because she senses Jess is somewhere nearby. Yeah. And they're fucking just running. And Sarah actually sees Jess's, like... Jess. Je- she her. sees Jess ahead of her. So she's, like, running, screaming, Jess, Jess, wait, 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 wait. Jess is running. She sees ahead of her the search party. Yeah, she sees lights. So, um, Jess finally, Jess gets to the search party, uh, and Sarah is stopped in the middle of the forest by Hashiko. The 30-year-old schoolgirl. Basically, it goes back and we see that while, yeah, while Sarah was supposedly, like, slashing at her dad's hand that was around her, uh, wrist, she was actually cutting her own wrist. Yeah, because um, the forest tricked her brain, like she knew before and had said and was told about multiple times. Yep. Don't trust what the forest is showing you. Yep. So she, we find out that she actually died in the stairwell after killing Aiden. Um, so those are our two deaths that we counted: was Aiden's death and Sarah's death, because uh, it does do like a flashback, and Sarah's like wife is leaving her body. So then we, so so that it shows Sarah, Sarah in the forest with Hashiko in front of her, and then like the forest, like pulls her down into the ground. Yeah, like um, the forest has you now. Yeah, it like literally, quite literally, swallowed her up. I've got you now. <laughs> yes, a Star Wars reference. Um, <laughs> then we shoot back, and Jess find like we said earlier, Jess finds the search party. Uh, they hug her, and they're like. It'll where's be okay. Sarah? Yeah. Yeah. Jess, where's Sarah? She's like, is she in the woods? She's in the woods. I can feel her. She's calling out. She needs help. She needs help. I can mm-hmm. hear her screaming. And then they're like, she's. You can feel it. And she's like, we're twins. We're twins. <laughs> no. <laughs> she's like. And then at that moment, Sarah dies. And then she goes, you know what? No, I don't hear anything anymore. It's like the moment her soul left her body. She didn't. Jess hear couldn't it. hear her anymore. Yeah. So then they get her into the car. Rob, the husband, gets her into the car. Uh, and they're like, we're going to be back in the morning to look for Sarah. It ends, the movie ends with Michi staring into the forest. Jump scare number seven. Sarah's Yuri pops up. Yeah. Rushes toward him and scares him. Yep. The end. It's like she just died, what, two minutes ago? And now she's already like a zombified face? Like she can't yeah. just be herself plus... According to the lore, they looked the way they did when they died. Why is she now a zombie? True that. With, like, blood all over her. Yeah, she didn't. No. No. Well, and also she's, like, evil now, which I feel like is part of the controversy about this movie, is that, like, the Yuri that come out of the forest aren't evil. Yeah, they're not trying to attack. They don't want to kill you. They're just... They're disturbed spirits. They're disturbed and they want to do anything to, like, help themselves get out of purgatory. So, like, they'll put curses on people and they'll, like, do whatever pretty much they can to save themselves because like, they're hey, suffering. I'm still here. Like, I'm getting... Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I feel like that's probably part of the controversy is that, like, we're not like an evil, scary, bloody forest. Like that's not what this is. No. And like we said early in the beginning of the podcast, the director kind of just made it a gimmick. Um. So yeah. 
and if he was going to make it a gimmick and do that to the actual idea of what the forest is, why not go all in, like, yeah, House of a Thousand Corpses or something like that? Like, if you're going to... Make it more realistic, and like, like I said at the beginning, too, like, this should have been just a thriller suspense. It shouldn't have been, like, a quote-unquote horror movie, yeah. because that does undermine the actual, like, sensitivity about the forest, and it's kind of turning it into trying to, like, use it for entertainment. Yeah. So. Which is, I think, why piece of shit Logan Paul went to the forest was because this movie came out. That's true. That's true. Because they happened around the same year. Yes. The, this movie and the Logan Paul incident. The Logan Paul thing. Uh, right, right, right. So, that's probably accurate. So, if you had to give this movie a grade on how scary it is, what would you give it? F. Not scary. No, not scary. Terrible movie. Terrible, terrible movie. Uh, wouldn't recommend it. It literally should not have been a movie. Whoever, whoever commented, why did you make this? <laughs> That's why I did the fourth review, was because I only do three, but that one just hit home. Why <laughs> did you make this movie? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you don't get anything from this movie. Like, it's. I'm not talking about just in terms of, like, being scared. Like, this movie, there's no character development. There's nothing that makes you care about what's going on. The effects and animations aren't scary. They're very, very shitty. It's like they had $10 million to do this movie and they spent their movie on, or they spent their budget on getting the people to the locations to film. Yeah, it's like they all went on vacation for a few months and filmed a shitty movie. Yeah. (laughs) And then everything else was just kind of thrown together last minute. Uh, so no, I did not like this movie. Don't watch it. Seriously. Not, not, we say it's probably not worth your time. This one is not worth your time. Don't even bring your preteen daughters to go see this movie at Redbox. I guess that would be a waste of a dollar twenty-nine. Waste of a dollar twenty-nine. Don't fucking do that. Have them watch The Boy. I don't know. So, I feel kind of empty inside, but if you liked this podcast. I feel empty inside. <laughs> If you like this podcast, you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, CastBox, wherever you can find us there. Yes. Uh, You can also find us on social media. We are on Twitter, Instagram, and Reddit as Scarcely Scary. Also Gmail if you'd like to contact us. Yeah, if you want to send us an email or tell us that we suck. Uh, go ahead and send, yeah, uh, scarcelyscary at gmail.com. If you want to leave a good comment, you could do that, um, anywhere if you want, except maybe Instagram, because I think I have commenting turned off, but, um, I'll change that. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) Am I ready for the hate? Please direct the hate at us. Not. Yeah, I'd rather (laughs) take it full force. (laughs) Not on social media. Oh, that didn't sound right. I'd rather... (laughs) Ooh. I'd rather take it like have it be a confrontational thing than anything else. Yeah. Um. So, Joshua, do you want to tell them what we're watching next week? Sure. Next week we are watching. Get ready. It's available on Netflix. We will be watching The Girl on the Third Floor. Yeah. Check it out if you want. Check it out. Not on the second floor. <laughs> Not on the fourth floor. Not on the first floor. The fifth floor is right out. Yeah, that's the roof. This is third floor business only. 
little bit of a Monty Python reference. So oh, sorry. I thought you were Emily, just being Emily didn't get goofy. it, but that's fine. No, I didn't. Cool. I was being goofy. That's fine. You tried to joke earlier. It didn't work. Yeah, well, we Maybe. do it all the time. Yes. So, so if you want to follow along with us next week, we will be watching that girl on the third floor. Check it out on Netflix. And that's it. That's all we got. Um, so we will see you guys next week. Sorry for this terrible movie review. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, don't even listen to this one. Just go back and listen to Terrifier. You're, you've already listened to it if you've gotten this far. Whatever. Okay. So we'll see you guys next week. And remember... Listen to your tour guides because they know what they're talking about. And don't fuck around in somebody else's country. It's fucked up. Yeah, right. Don't tell someone they're wrong in their own fucking yeah, country. Yeah, fuck you if you do that. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, see you guys next week. Yeah, we'll see you next time. Bye. Goodbye.